Yes, people, it's episode 171 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously, it is Sunday, the 10th of May, and I'm sat in the car, in the motor. It is Sunday morning. What time is it? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. I'm doing it early. Doing it early um, in the day because I'll just, because um, I want to. Got stuff to do today. I've got to make lunch. Um, got to get on to the Green Room podcast. I think that's what, I think that's what it's called. Um, I'm not sure if the name's locked in yet, but that's a podcast with Kazim Jamal, Philo Huff, Michael Akadiri, Jimmy James Jones, and Uncle Ed, who's yet to feature, and then me as well. Um, so it's the six of us. But it's been five at most, three at least. And um, so that's another podcast where we're just chatting absolute nonsense. Um, it's fun. It's fun to do that. It's fun doing two podcasts, especially when you just... I was just reading a thread on on, <laughs> on Twitter from Wahala, from uh, Big Wahala from uh, the ESM podcast. Talking about it, whether it's an increase or decrease in, in listeners. And um, a lot of people saying they've seen a decrease in listeners because you guys listen while you commute and you do other shit. Now you can sit down and relax. You don't hear someone talking in your ear. Stare at a blank wall. Someone's talking in your ear. So me, um, my podcast listening stays constant. I'm not sure how yours yours are. If you're still listening to this, thanks. If you're not, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not hearing me say it, are you? So um, big man. Big man here, giving it all the big man talk, knowing that you can't touch me over the airwaves. But um, anyway, what's been going on? Um, everyone's getting very excited for today because it's the day that Boris says we could go out. We could go out, just run around. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone needs to lower their expectations. Um, and it's just... I don't know how to do it. I think one of my friends, she said, she made a good point because she works in project management, because you need to give like a route map for the next year of what you'd like it to look like. And then that's it. And I understand that. She understands that. Everyone on the call, on the Zoom meet call we had yesterday, we all understood that. But you can't think Joey Public, generally an idiot. So if you say to Joey Public, look, this is what we're wanting to do by end of end of like uh, June you want um, people start going back to work and then by the end of August maybe non-essential retail might be able to open under social distancing rules and then by the end of September pubs under social distancing rules and stuff yeah and you say all that stuff but what people do what will happen is something like there'll be a spike in coronavirus cases and then they'll have to change that, delay it, and the public will go, but you said I could go to the pub by the end of September. And then you have to deal with that. Sometimes things don't go to plan, but it's good to actually set out a plan. Just so people know what they're working towards. You know? Um, but, yeah. We'll see. I, I just want a bit of normality back. I know this new normal people are talking about, but I'm still not adjusted to the new normal. I'm I'm tolerating it, I'm accepting it, but it's um, it's I don't like it and stuff, you know. Um, just the usual course of action, like 
it's hard to adjust. I'm still chasing money for a holiday and need to sort out a new car. Like my car lease ends at the end of this month. I had it for three years. As I was told by a leasing company that leases that ended in March, they haven't collected the cars. So I'm not sure how quickly they're collected my one. Now for a lot of people, that's great. They're like, yeah, I can keep my car for longer. For me, it's like, I want a new one. I want a shiny new toy. And so uh, I would give it back. So I need to read all their different COVID-19 alerts on the website. You know those you know that little big thick bar that drops down? So at the bottom you have the, do you accept all the cookies? And you're like, I don't want to read all this shit. And it's like, we're going to follow you all around the internet, even when you're doing your online banking. It's like, the, go, no, go away. Yes, I accept all the cookies. I need to see what's happening with the Kardashians. Yeah. And then drop from the top, you've got the hey, COVID-19 update. Please read this. And it's like, ah, oh, no. Just click all of that shit. Get, get rid of it. Whereas this website, I actually have to look at it. I actually have to look at the COVID-19 thing to say what they're doing. Um, how, how your lease is affected by it. Because they're saying you can keep your car, but they're not saying you can keep it free of charge. No. no. If I can keep it free of charge, then yeah, I'll keep it longer. Why the hell not? But um, if I have to pay for it, then I don't want this old one. Take it away. Remove the motor from me. So, um, yeah, man. That's what's been going on. Um, I said, talking about Zoom call yesterday. We... Me and Naomi, we have a weekly quiz with three other couple friends. Because that's what you do when you're in your 30s and you're married. You have couple friends. You do things, couples. Couple friends. <laughs> um, that's what you do, man. Um, and that's that's what we did. And it's really fun. I, I enjoy it. We won, we won yesterday's rounds of the quiz. So we're four rounds in. We're quizzing. And... Um, we took the lead overall now. Uh, but it's funny because what happens is, right, because we, whatever reason, we decided we're going to follow the stats. So there's no emotion involved because what, what accusations got flung out that your round's too hard. Let, let me give the, sorry, let me give the setup, give a bit of context. So four couples, so four teams. Um, each team brings a round of 10 questions to the quiz. And we change, like, the theme. We make up the theme each week and you bring your questions. Now, obviously, if you're doing true gamesmanship, you'd make your round the hardest. And then, you know, you just try and smash other people's rounds. But that isn't what we do. We generally try to find a nice mix of oh, some easy ones, some hard ones. You know, it's not too difficult. Like, for example, one of the couples, they did one on Animal Kingdom and they got it from, like, the CBeebies website. And we still got four out of ten. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't matter where you pitch it. If you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. Like, last week, one of the couples did um, a quiz round on, uh, on on maps. Just an outline of countries. Just, yeah, just, just like a, paper, a pencil outline of countries. Which country is this? Little did they know, I'm a weirdo, and I grew up just looking at maps. Atlases, I had a globe, um, I had the atlas book, I, I used to know all the capitals, used to know all the flags, I was a weird kid, I, for whatever reason I was obsessed with it, I thought it was great. 
So when it came to this round, they thought, oh, this is going to be a difficult round. And I smashed it. I got eight out of ten. I didn't know what South Sudan or Kuwait looked like. Kuwait's tiny. South Sudan's new. Didn't know what the countries looked like. But, um, yeah, so, but that was meant to be a hard one. I smashed that. And then the CBeebies one, I flopped. If you say so if you know of a subject, you know. So um, so what had happened in previous weeks is people have been accused of making rounds that are just way too hard. And um, obviously the maximum points you can give away is 30. And uh, one guy gave away seven points in a round. That's seven points across the three teams. Only seven right answers were given. Oh. <laughs> and... Um, and I thought, oh, that's that's low. No one ever wants to be that low. So now people are trying to balance their quizzes out. And we got, we beat that record six. Did the human body. The human body was uh, the quiz. And I didn't think they were that hard. I, I knew the answers. I said nine yesterday. I knew the answer to eight of them without, uh, you know, without Googling. Like, what's the heaviest internal organ in the body, people? Give me a little time to think about what's the heaviest internal organ in the human body. Liver. It's your liver. All right. Uh, what's what? Where 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 are blood cells made in the body? Hmm? Where where bone marrow? See. This uh. You see, you see, I thought those ones were, were alright. But no, didn't, didn't get those. Because granted, some of them were a bit hard. Like, what, what's the world record for the longest tongue in the world? Longest human tongue from closed lip to tip? 10 centimetres. See, but you're just learning stuff. That's all you do. You just that, That's why I find it. Like, Naomi disengages from the quiz if she finds it too hard. She's like, nah, who... Who knows these answers? This is ridiculous. How can anyone know this? Just logs off. Another thing as well, making it multiple choice doesn't make it easier. Like how many pairs of ribs are there in the human body? Eight, ten, twelve or fourteen. How many pairs of ribs are there in the human body? 8, 10, 12, or 14. 12. See? You even tried counting your own ribs and you still didn't get it right. It's, it's bloody... It's, so you, you just don't know. You don't know what's an easy question. You don't know what's an hard question. You just don't know these days. Um, what else has been uh, going on? Um, I've, I've made a pledge that um, I'm only... Going to interact with experts about topics I don't know about. Um, I'm not going to argue with people online. Not going to argue with people in my WhatsApp groups. If they post something and I think, okay, that seems stupid, I'm not going to argue with them. So I'm going to go, oh, all right, fine. And, and I just, and just, I post a smiley face. I post a smiley emoji. And then, um, and then I'll just carry on for a day. 
I'll tell you why I've done this. So in my new job, they have a lot of like webinars and they have like guest speakers come in and do webinars. So for example, we had, um, oh jeez, what's his name? Oh, God damn it. So, there you go. So we had Sir Philip Lowe do a, um, do a guest talk. Sir Philip Lowe is the former Director General of the Competition of, sorry, former Director General of Competition and of Energy European Commission. So he knows a bit about the economy, right? Guy speaks like three languages. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's an executive, non-executive director of the Competition and Markets Authority, right? So he knows a bit. He did a talk to us. Then we also had um, the author of oh, this book about Spanish flu. Oh, I can't remember what her name is. Shit. But she did. Um, she came and did a talk as well on over Zoom. So she was giving us like you know parallels between. Um, to Spanish flu and the current COVID-19 pandemic. Philip Lowe is talking about the economy, where he, th- where he thinks he might go. This week, we had the, the um, head economist from KPMG, which is one of the big four accounting firms. They did a talk about economic forecasts. And I thought, do you know what? These are the people I should be listening to. Yeah, not the person who got a double E in science and never even took any kind of business qualification. Like, that's the ridiculous thing. That's why I knew I was being ridiculous. I'm a bloody qualified accountant, right? And I'm arguing with people online about businesses. And I know these people don't own the business. You know, I'm so, why, why am I doing this? Why am I arguing? Like, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy who swings his dick and goes, oh, by the way, I have initials after my name. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, because one, that's a dick thing to do. And two, no one cares. No one cares. No one cares that you've studied and you work in a field of something. Right? Here you go, another example. Bloody, um, this new new tracking app that's coming out. Yeah. Ah, it's like Dominic Cummins, he's making money from it. They want to take our personal information. They want to take our personal information. Who? The government? The government want to take your information? They gave you your information. Your name? Birth certificate. You have to register that with the government. National Assurance, though, but they gave that to you. Your tax, yep. They gave it to you. Your address, mm-hmm. The council do your address. The government gave you your address. Oh, they're trying to take me information. No. No, they're not. They already have it. Bloody moron. Well, I don't want to see where I'm going. We have the most CCTV. 
in the world in this country. And you carry a tracking device in your pocket anyway, your phone. You notice that whether your locations are on or not, your phone knows where it is. Locations helps you use your map, but your phone knows where it is. Anyway, so I saw people start chatting nonsense about the app and I thought, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not engaging. I don't know about it. I don't know them. And then I saw one person write about the app and I was like, all right. Let me see what this person's saying about it. Yeah, let me see what this person's saying about the app. And um, guess what? That person is the person who bloody leads the team in rolling out the app from the NHS. Senior project uh, manager. His team designed the app. They created the app. And I was like, brilliant, let me talk to you about the app. He explained the app to me, and I was like, fine, I'm not talking about this app to anyone else now. Because I spoke to the guy who bloody created the app. I mean, there's no, I don't need to talk to anyone else about the app anymore. I see you post about it online, see me send send me a WhatsApp, I'm not, no. I'm not even going to alleviate your fears, either. I'm just going to see your thing and go, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Because you know why? Because me alleviating your fears does actually provide you comfort. It provides you uh, turmoil, mental anguish and turmoil because I've given you new information that doesn't match the information you already had. So now it's just like, what is this? No. Don't want it. No. See what I mean? Yeah, it's like... So I'm thinking, all right, so I'm thinking that um, trees, leaves are green. We know they can change colour, but let's, let's just say that, right? Leaves are green, yeah? You've always known leaves, you think leaves are green, you found out leaves are green. And now you're living your life that leaves are green. Me telling you the truth, yeah? Actually, I should have started with leaves are green, leaves are actually green. Wait, let me start again. Change metaphor. Right, the sky is green. The sky is green. You can see the sky is green. You live your life thinking the sky is green, Yeah? That's how you've lived your life. It's providing you comfort. Now you know the sky's green. If I come up and give you the truth that the sky's blue, that doesn't actually help you. That's created anguish in your mind because you've now set up your life based on the sky being green. But I've just told you it's actually blue. So I've told you the truth, but it doesn't help you. So now it's like, I'm not helping people by telling them the truth. I'm just causing them anguish. So yeah, just let them lie to themselves. You know, that's that's the generation of people we've got now. Just let people lie to themselves. A lot of people are upset about Adele. Adele losing weight. And people going, you look good. Got all these fatties online going, ah, she looked good before she lost weight. Her losing weight doesn't mean she's beautiful. Uh, she could have been beautiful when she was big. Ah, uh, uh, I'm beautiful. Uh, I'm out of breath. I'm tweeting too much. Uh, look. Because someone's lost weight and people say that they're beautiful now they've lost weight, doesn't mean that people said, hey, you were fucking uggo when you had weight on. Nor are they saying, oi, you over there, take the cake out of your mouth, look at Adele. No one's saying that. You're saying that to yourself. You being upset about people being happy for Adele losing weight, yeah? You're just exposing your insecurity. 
That's all. If Adele's made the effort to lose weight, why can't we say, well done? Same as if someone was, well, I can't say they're underweight, but say if they put on the effort to put on weight. Do you know what? All right, um, well done. That's what Was that your objective? You wanted to put on weight? Yeah. Yeah, I was walking around at a healthy 12 and a half stone, but now I'm 19 stone. Not of muscle, solid fat. But listen, I put on the weight. It was my ambition. I've done it in four weeks. <laughs> Amazing weight gain, mate. That's an achievement. Now, um, it's just weird. It's just weird, man. Like, we just make things that happen in the world about ourselves when it's just nothing to do with us. It's odd. Really odd. Just like someone else you don't know loses weight. I guess because maybe because you thought they're a fat icon. Like, oh, you know, you, you'll be fat. You've got low self-esteem. People go, well, you know, you're fat, but there's lots of cool people who are fat. Um, Adele, she's fat. And you're like, yeah, she is, isn't she? She's fat. I'm fat as well. All right, yeah. And then, boom, your fat idol loses weight and you're left there going, well, what? Who have I got now? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe you should um, pick role models and idols based on attributes that don't change. Um, maybe do that. Or, or maybe just pick on talent. Adele, yeah, well, we don't know. Can she still sing? Did the weight help her voice? We won't know until the next album's out, so we'll have to wait for that. Um... Anyway, what else have I got to talk about? Um, VE Day, that was uh, Friday. Who knew that was such a big thing in this country? You Brits are taking the piss. No one cared about VE Day ever for the past, was it 75 years? I I don't know how long it's been since the war. I think it's been about that, 75 years. No one's cared. Can't tell me shit. Actually, they probably did care, like, straight after the war and stuff. And, you know, the people had, you know, fates and bake sales and things like that. Have bumped in across the streets. But no one cares about VE Day. Because of this lockdown, everyone's just like, I'm out. I'm celebrating it. Boris is going to let us out on Sunday. Let's just do it early. Let's get out. Let's get to drinks in. Come on, in the front garden, social distancing. And then, you know, you have a few beers. And it's like, hello, we're at it. And now it's, people just got out of hand. It's, it's ridiculous. You've got to keep your social distancing. Keep your social distancing. Anyway, let's get Dear Deirdre on. Because I've got to get in and uh, make some luncheon. Luncheon. Um, don't you crash on me now. Got two missed calls, one from my brother, one from my uncle. Um, and it's bad because everyone assumes you're not doing anything because you're in lockdown. So it's like, it, he's just flipping ignoring me. That's what they're thinking. I've got to call them back after, but not right now. I'll message them so I've got to call you back in the evening. I don't like the pressure though of telling people I'm going to call them back at a certain time because I will forget and I'll feel like a prick. I didn't call my mum for like three days after I told her, sorry, I missed your call, I'll call you back. She cussed me for a bit, but then, um, it was, it's, all, it's always jokey. 
So I found out that she watched my uh, my hour, Essex Boy, on, on YouTube. Uh, my mother's review, do you want to hear it? Yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's quite funny. Like, I, like, I laughed. I laughed. So, no, so it must have been funny. Like, she wasn't sure it was funny. Then she was like, no, I laughed, though. So, maybe it was. So, there you go. That's good. Anyway, dear Deirdre, um, I can't break a fair of my PA, even in lockdown. We now do sexy stuff online. Okay. I'm married, but have been having brilliant sex with a girl at work. That's your PA. So cliche, though, isn't it? Um, I thought lockdown might help me break... uh, Help me break with her, and we've been doing sexy stuff over FaceTime. I can't keep away. I'm 41, and this girl came to work as my PA a year ago. She's 24, bubbly, and very attractive. I manage a factory, and the order book has been rammed for the last couple of years. I would get home from work in a bad temper and take it out with my wife. She would try to cheer me up. We don't have kids, so we so we could go out and have fun, but I just wasn't interested. She said I might be suffering from depression, and I saw the GP who put me on medication. The one person who put a smile on my face was my PA. We would flirt at work, and I started confiding in her about my feelings. I suggested she come with me to a work exhibition abroad last year. Jesus Christ. I told my wife I needed my PA with me to organise meetings. It was a great few days. We had dinner at, the, at a smart restaurant, and the first night, and the first night, and she invited me back to her room. We had raunchy but tender sex. Okay, and um, we had sex every night and morning over there, and carried on our affair when we got back. She was fun and made me feel like a new man. We tried to keep it quiet at work, but I fell deeply in love and was prepared to leave my wife so we could be together. I told my girlfriend, but she then pulled back and said she thinks I'm great, but she doesn't want to break up my marriage. Ha! Our affair carried on, though I began to get the feeling she was seeing other men too. Yes! She's just smashing her boss because it's a fun story to tell the girls over a glass of rosé. Um, I know she loves mad attention and flirts with lots of guys. I suppose I was feeling uneasy. So when lockdown arrived, I saw it as a good opportunity to try and sort out my life. Yeah, fair enough. The factory is, is carrying on working and I have to go in. But I told my PA she should work from home. I tried to keep contact strictly business, but she sexed me one night and I couldn't resist. We've been sexting and had sex on FaceTime while my wife's asleep. Yeah. Now, none of this is my wife's fault and I don't want to ruin her life, but I feel nothing towards her except guilt and shame. I'm confused about what I want. Right. So one, it's so cliche sleeping with your PA, mate. Um, I've always said when I get to a level where I have a PA, um, I thought I literally have always said this, that my PA will just be like a mum. And she will uh, she'll just make me cakes and just tell me off, really. But she'll have shit organised and she'll have like years of being a PA, loads of experience. Probably have a son that lives at home. Um, just her and her son. Her husband. Uh, yeah, she probably just dotes on him as well. But yeah, that's it. She's just nice, nice lady. Nice, nice Mildred. Gertrude. 
Gloria. You know, it's, it's, um, I want them to have like an old lady vibe about them and they just make me cakes. I just realised Gloria's uh, my, grand- <laughs> my grandmother-in-law. That's her name. Um, but yeah, I just want them to have that that vibe of them. They're not going to be coming in hungover after a night out with the girls. It's Friday going out with the girls, going out for dinner with the other PAs, the girls. No, no, no. No, you're not. Going home to your husband and your son. Your 50-year-old son who lives at home. That's what I want. That's that would make her pretty, probably too old to be my PA. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, but back to this dear dear thing. So it's just so cliche. Mate, um, she's 24, you're 41, she's married. She says she's not interested in breaking up your marriage. There is no relationship there for you. You're just going to blow up your marriage for no reason. Um, so what you need to do is you need to uh, end the affair. You need to address your bloody mental health issues. Do you come clean to your wife? No. Try and fix yourself first. And if you can't fix yourself and you have to leave, then, yeah, you tell her. You tell her then. But um, stop the affair. It's that simple. Stop the affair. Right, next one. Um... Wow, wow, dirty talk. I lied to my partner, oh, that I'd given a guy oral sex because he was flirting with my pal. Hey, see, wait, you lied about doing it or you lied about not doing it? Let's see. Dear Deirdre, I was fed up with my partner flirting with my friend and I stupidly told him I'd given a guy at work oral sex. Did you or did you not? I'm 29 and my partner is 31. Uh, Like... This, I've always said this, yeah. Oral sex is, is, is bigger deal than sex. I know it's very, not like, stupid and not worldly thinking in the sense of you can't derive pleasure from giving oral sex to someone. But just just the idea of you cheating on someone. So what happened? Do you have sex with now? Nah, I just went down on them. So What? Why? I don't know. I was mad. <laughs> uh? Anyway, um, I'll tell you now, my partner's 31. Um, it was a boring lockdown evening a couple of weeks ago uh, when my guy started chuckling at, chuckling at his phone. Ooh. I snatched it out of his hand and found he was flirting with my friend on WhatsApp. Ooh. I messaged her to back off and in a temper told my partner he should be less cocky as I'd given a guy at work a sexy birthday treat. He went mad and says he's leaving as soon as he can. I love him. How can I convince him I'm innocent? Wait, so did you do it or not? Yeah. Right, yeah, so you didn't do it. You just said it just to get at him, to upset him. You're weird, isn't it? You're a weirdo. What was he meant to do with that? Like, what? 
Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Next one. Let's see. Um, oh, this is a photo one. I can't do that one. Alright, let's see. This one, last one, this one, last one. Right, can't get past it. Boyfriend says he's not gay despite admitting he had sex with a man before we got together. Well, clearly he's not gay. He's bisexual, maybe. Yes, he's bisexual, isn't he? If he's had sex with a man and he's now with you. See, men aren't allowed to be bisexual in this world. Women are. It's all fun. Oh, something more curious. Oh, kiss my friend. Ah, I went down on a girl. Ah, it's just funny. It was such a funny night. Ah, oh, I was only 19. Ah. You're allowed to do that as a girl, but as a guy, it's just like, no. Not, not at all. Go by my hand job. Why? We've got drug and we're all horny. No, that's gay. It's like you, there's no in between. So that's it. You play for that team now. No, it's a loan deal. Um, doesn't happen with men. So my partner says he is not gay, but he has admitted to having had sex with another man before we became a couple. We first met through work back when we were both in our 20s. Um, after he changed jobs, we lost touch, but we reconnected years later and eventually um got to be good friends i'm 31 now while he's 34 we've been together for just over a year before we got together he would tell me all about his various sexual escapades and they were not and they were not generally things i would do he had joined a swingers site to find women for sex and he also had sex with another guy they didn't that didn't bother me at the time but i have to admit it does now that we are together he treats me very well but every time we have sex i can't help but imagine him having sex with a man. Just the thought of it makes me feel sick. So, yeah. So. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just like, I get it. If, if that's not your thing, if you don't want to be with someone who's bisexual, that's fine. You can't call the guy gay because he's with you and he's been with women before that guy and after that guy. Um, so you just don't like bisexual men. There's some people... There's some like people don't date someone who's dated someone from another race. Just if that's your thing, if that's your your deal breaker, then that's your deal breaker and you deal with it. But don't have him bloody feeling like he has to beat himself up or apologise for his past. Fuck off. If he wanted to bang guys, he wanted to bang women, he did that, then he should find and he didn't even lie to you. So this is you. This is actually all you. If he lied to you, then yeah, he's not comfortable with what he's done in the past. Then yeah, fine. You can be a bit annoyed at him, but he didn't lie to you. So you can't deal with his past. Then, boy, you you got to leave and you got to deal with that. But I know what happened. She'll leave him. She'll be upset. She won't find another guy and she'll just start abusing him. Going, yeah, you gay prick. And he's just like, oh, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, um, I think that's it because I've got to get in and do some do some stuff. All right, that's the end of the pod. Uh, I'll speak to you lot next week. We we'll see what Boris has got to say. Uh, peace. <laughs>